Coming to you direct from the heart of New York City all the way to wherever you are, you're listening to the VIP Jazzwall Report. Ladies and gentlemen, before I introduce my two guests, let me ask you this. Is a mail-order bride better than an American bride? Are American men stuck in a time warp just because they want traditional values from a relationship? And has finding true love simply been reduced to shopping on the internet? I have two guests on the show today talking about a surge among American men to look for love outside America. My first guest is an American man who's decided that the love of his life, the woman of his life, does not necessarily have to be an American woman. So he's cast his net wider across international waters. Welcome to the show, Preston. Hi, how are you doing? Good, sir. Just hang in there. My second guest is Anthony Vopay, and he runs a very successful business that helps guys like Preston in their search for love abroad. He's the chief marketing officer of AnastasiaDate.com. Welcome to the show, Anthony. Thank you for having me, Vip. Well, gentlemen, let me start with you, Preston. Okay. So you're the guinea pig. Um <laughs> Now, we haven't met yet, but are you by any chance a short, fat, bald, and socially awkward kind of guy who still lives in his mom's basement and who can't find love in America? <laughs> well, not really, Vip. I mean, and, and when I heard you in the opening statement talk about mail-order bride, mm. you know, that just, it, it's kind of, a, I, I kind of chuckled when you said that because it just, it, it all these connotations of, fat, bald, living in your mother's uh, basement kind of thing just come to mind. Um, and that's about as far from the truth as you can get. No, I'm, I'm uh, clearly not that. So then give me a little bit of background as to who you are, what you do. Yeah, I'm, uh, well, right now I am uh, in the financial world. I'm, I'm a trader. I trade the financial markets. But, you know, my background, I came up... Um, you know, traveling a lot. I was in the uh, the Marine Corps. I was actually a jet pilot, a fighter pilot in the uh, Marines, so I had the opportunity to travel around the world, um, meet a lot of different people, both male and female. And, and um, I've, um, out of the military, I've always had, uh, um, I spent a number of years as a consultant uh, with a large Fortune um, uh, 25 company. And then I, um, started my own business. I actually ran a media company, and I've lived in Japan and Rio, um, worked with a lot of um, uh, kind of, you could probably say, in some of the things in the media-related uh, time, hmm. some of the international jet-set people, a lot of narcissistic people, and <laughs> things like that. But now I find myself back in the United States, uh, just outside of New York City right now. So now how long have you been in the States? I've been in the States um, probably for about seven or eight years mm. on and off. Um, and, and I do love, you know, the United States, but yeah. um, I, I just find that, that traveling around, I, I prefer that a lot. you got a wider exposure. Life. Well, let's get, to the, let, let's get to the topic of the show. What have you always wanted in a woman? I'm assuming well, you like women. Oh, oh, absolutely! Right. I'm, 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 um, you know, I'm, I'm the classic fighter pilot, right? So, um, um, and and uh, from from my perspective, mm. I grew up in a family around strong women, and so that's appealing to me. And when I say a strong woman, I don't mean someone that can uh, bench 150 pounds or 200 pounds. I'm talking about someone that she knows what she wants. She's smart. She's intelligent. She's articulate. So I do like that, but I also 
on the same token, love women that love to be feminine, that appreciate being a woman. And I find that they love being treated like a lady. They love a man when he opens the door for them. They love it for a man to be a man and a mm-hmm. woman to be a woman. And, and to me, I find that is much, much easier to find overseas than here in the U.S. Well, I'm sure American women like the door being opened for them. Oh, I'm sure some of them do. Um, but I've, you know, I can tell you a lot of experiences where uh, I think uh, in the U.S., um, there, there is a lot of the, the women that I've found do not necessarily embrace their femininity as much um, as I would like to see. So um, give me some examples of some sort of real horror experiences of that. Well, you know, I had a date with uh, a woman here in the U.S. And, and mind you, Vip, I'm not, I'm not, as you said earlier, a short, fat, bald man. I'm, I'm about 6'3", great shape, um, got a nice career, great job. So uh, it, it's not from that perspective. But, you know, when going out, I, I think, um, uh, and I've gone out on a number of dates, some of the women are, uh, again, intelligent and strong, but at the same time, they're trying to prove that they're almost like this feminist woman that I don't need anybody. And, you know, you can open the door for me, but by the way, I can open the door for you as well. It's almost like trying to prove a point. And, uh, you know, for me, I just, I, I don't find that very appealing. So in a way, are you saying you found their insecurity through aggression? Um, that, you know, I'm not a psychologist, maybe, perhaps, um, I think also there's the culture going on in the U.S. right now. Uh, you know, in the U.S., it's all about me, 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 and I have to have things now mentality. Um, and if I don't get what I expect right now, then it's, you know, I, I just don't appreciate that. And I think some of the women that I've met, whether it's in Latin America, Japan, or, or in the Eastern uh, um, Europe, like in the Ukraine, mm. they appreciate simple gestures. No, um, but you're going on a date. Give me a simple example where you know this is becoming a turnoff. Well, uh, a turnoff for me. Yeah. Um, I, I'm on a date with a girl, and you know, I open the door for her, and we go in. Um, I'll offer to take her coat, and she'll say, no, I can do it myself. Um, and, you know, we sit down, I offer to pull her chair out and she's, you know, she says, no, I can do this. You know, it's, it's almost like we're fighting each other. Mm. Um, and, but these are just in my mind, very simple gestures. Right. And that's not to say, of course, all women are like that. Cause I don't want people in the audience to say, you know, especially women that are listening and say, Hey, I'm not like that. And, and perhaps maybe my experiences were, not necessarily um, um, uh, unique, but, Mm. um, you know, I've just seen that in a number of women. And and I've talked to some friends here that are female, and and they do, you know, say the same thing to me. You know, they're they're out trying to prove that they can be as good as a man or better than a man. And and, uh, to me, it's not about a contest. It's just, you know, letting a man be a man and a woman being a woman, really. But did you have a contest even in conversation? I mean, was there conversational compatibility? I think from a conversational perspective, um, generally when I was talking to a woman, I would say 75 to 80 percent of the conversation was more about me and what I want. Um, It's more of a me culture. Me as in Uh, them or me as in you? Me as in them. And them, okay. Um, You know, from from a woman perspective. But yet, 
you know, when I'm when I'm out with a woman, say um, a foreign woman, whether she's Brazilian or Ukrainian, and I love the Ukrainian uh, women. They're very nice, very feminine, very beautiful women. It's more about, um, you know, I, I want to have um, a family. I want to have a. Uh, I want to be with my man. I want to support my man. Um, I want to have. I may want to have a career which I do not mind at all because I am not one of those kind of guys that says I want my woman home in the kitchen barefoot and pregnant because to me that's a turn off as well. Mm-hmm. I do like the dynamics of a woman that's very smart, intelligent, even if she wants to have a business or some kind of thing that I can help her with. I don't mind that, but you know, when it comes to this this uh, role of, of male and female, I'm, I'm more traditionalist, you know, the 50s and 60s, the old-fashioned romance mm. um, that, that to me just is very appealing. But the whole concept of going on dates and getting to know each other, um, did you ever sort of give it a chance? Because obviously on a first date, everyone's going to show a certain front, but maybe you need to crack that front to find the lady within well, the woman. Yeah, here in in the uh, United States, mm. um, I've actually had some sh- uh, some dates where we we dated for, you know, um, um, three months, four months, five months. Uh, so it's more than just one date, obviously. Um, and they they, um, but I just I don't find that they appreciate, you know, simple gestures as much. And again, it's the American culture, I believe. Um, mm. Um, you know, we, we go out, we go to a nice restaurant or, um, we go do something or I'll get them a nice little gift and, and, and they're, you know, it's like, oh, great, thanks. But it's, it's not very appreciative. Um, I do find that women. Well, what is appreciation though? Uh, is thank you not enough? You, I mean, if they say, oh, okay, let's make love now. Is that what you're looking for? No, no, no. I'm not looking for that because, Mm -hmm. um, for me, it's just I, I can. It's it's something that I can pick up. I can I can tell in the tone and the voice and um, just the topic and um, you know at the end of the date um, or the next day, just simple gestures. I'm, I'm looking for simple things um, because I tend to be very perceptive when I'm out on a date. Okay. Um, I want to see what they're doing. The little simple gestures. So you know, a perfect example. If I'm out on a date with say uh, a woman. Um, um, that, that, that I've met in, in, in um, Odessa in the Ukraine and a little simple thing and I'm not looking to spend a lot of money on a woman um, my view has always been the more they expect something the less I want to give it to them and the less they expect something then the more I want to give mm-hmm. so I, I tend to be one of these kind of guys that if she's not expecting anything and I give her a little, um, a, a little gift or I bring her some flowers or I send her some flowers to her home, um, and she's appreciative. She may send me a text note, thank you very much. And then the next time we get together, she'll say, I just want to thank you again for the roses. It was very sweet. You know, it's a very nice thing to do. Little simple things like that. Mm-hmm. Here in America, uh, with, with uh, I would say a lot of the women, um, it, it's not like that. They're, they're um, okay, thanks, you know, and that's about it. Like they get dozens of roses from everybody and then it's never brought up again so little simple gestures like that well at what point what made you say enough is enough and i'm gonna well you you've been using anastasiadate.com right 
Right. I, I, it, and it wasn't one of these things that said, okay, enough's enough. Hmm. Um, my, my career has had me look at the, uh, I've been very international, um, you know, from right from the beginning, right out of college, um, uh, in school and flight school. I've always been, I've always um, looked at it from an international perspective. So I've had the luxury of dating both U.S. and international women. So it wasn't this epiphany that, that all of a sudden I woke up and said, okay, that's it, damn it, I can't take it anymore, I'm going to go find me a foreign bride. I mean, that's just not my mindset. So I kind of slid into it, actually, because I was doing some work overseas, over in the Ukraine, actually. Um, and <clears throat> I was doing some business there, and I just, you know, I just happened to notice, I said, you know, there are a lot of very attractive women here that, that love... Um, dressing up really nice I mean very nice and 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 I said and and they take care of themselves um, in great but American shape. women look nice and they and they uh, dress well yeah a lot of women do and and so but I, I they seem to enjoy mm-hmm. um, you know if a, if a man says gosh you look great I mean I like that dress or you know those shoes look great or you look very pretty I've said that to a number of American women, and some of them don't like it. And if you say it in the workplace, well, then, of course, that's, that can be viewed as you know, it's almost like a sexual harassment thing. Right. So, but it's completely different um, overseas. So I saw these women, and I said I'd like to meet some of them. So you know, I did a little bit of research, and I saw this, this website, or AnastasiaDate.com. So I went out there, and, and that's what introduced me to you know, just meeting women, because, you know, you have the cultural gap a little bit with primarily language, um, and, um, but I used Anastasia Date uh, to start, and I found it um, uh, very helpful for me. So what are the, some of the success stories or some of the challenges you've had? Well, I think from the, the, you know, obviously when you first start, you don't know what to expect. Um, I'm not used to, even here in the United States, I know even in the United States they have websites where it seems like everybody is meeting or hooking up for, you know, they have these sites where, you know, hey, I'm just going to hook up for a one-night stand or things like that. I've just never really been into that. I'm, I'm a little bit more old-fashioned. Mm-hmm. Um, so with Anastasia Date, I said, okay, well, I'm going to meet a woman that I don't know. Um, in a foreign land that, you know, I've done some business in, but I don't live there. I'm not a native. I don't speak the language. So there's going to be a little bit of trepidation on my part. And I'm also going to look at it like, is this woman, you know, does she want to be with me or is she just trying to escape a situation that she's in there? Hmm. Um, And that doesn't matter whether she's in the Ukraine or Brazil or Japan or anywhere. So um, I, I approached it from that perspective. But, you know, over time, um, through the Anastasia Date Service, I was able to connect and talk to a number of women. Um, and they make it fairly easy, you know, because they have the chat um, where you can chat with them um, online. You can do video chat, which I've done as well. So you could see that, you know, you could see them. You can see their reactions when you're chatting with them. Um, and, of course, you can send an email as well. So. You can connect up with them that way or by landline on the phone if you want to talk to them. And, you know, that's kind of how I started. But that's not the same, though, is it? Um, I mean, going on a physical date is very different than a virtual one. Absolutely, because I'm not the kind of guy that, you know, I don't play games on the computer. I'm not one of these gamers where, 
you know, like I said, you live in your mother's basement and you just play games all day. I'm, I'm more of a people person. Right. I got to be out uh, shaking hands, meeting people, uh, doing that kind of thing. It's just kind of my, my personality. So, you know, talking with women online and chat, um, what I found was that unless you meet them, if, unless you're willing to go over there and meet them and, and actually go out on physical dates and see what they're like, then it's, you know, you're wasting your time. And for me, I knew I was going over there um, for business reasons, so I said, I'm going to go. And I could imagine uh, some men uh, trying it out say, hey, you know, I'm going to go over there and meet these women. Mm. And that's my only purpose in doing it. I mean, my purpose kind of was twofold because I was doing business there. So I said, let me do Anastasia date and just see how this thing works out. And I was, you know, I was surprised because there were a lot of women that were very interested in what I was doing, primarily in the Ukraine. A lot of very nice women. Um, I found them very mature, um, and they like things that, you know, some women here may not like that I would like. You know, I'd like to go out maybe to the opera or um, do some really nice things, dress up and go out um, and enjoy a night on the town. Well, let me let me let me play devil's advocate here. Sure. Go uh, ahead. They want to like what you like because they want you to like them. Um, what if your critics were to say that that's because they want to get out of the Ukraine? Uh, they're looking for a green card, and obviously you're not the short, fat, bald guy. So, you know, they're going to hit a home run. And, and that's a very fair statement. Mm. Very, very, very fair. Um, and my answer to that is, for me, I am not one of these guys that's going to fly over, meet a girl, and after three dates, she blinks her eyes and, and smiles and kisses me and says, oh, you're the man of my life, and then I'm going to end up marrying her and bringing her back over here, and then six months later, I'm going, what the hell just happened? I'm not like that. I, for me, you know, when it really gets down to it, Vip, it's still people meeting people, a man meeting a woman, or, or whatever your proclivity is, uh, uh, someone meeting someone to determine is this someone that I want to have a life partnership with? Mm -hmm. So I go over there not with the idea of saying, I am going to meet my woman, meet my girlfriend, future slash wife, and that's it. I go over there to say, this is an experience that I'm just going to experience, and I'm going to let it flow naturally. And if I meet someone that I really like, and she really likes me, I'm still not going to rush. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to get to know her if she has any children, get to know them, get to know her family, understand how she was brought up, and spend time with her. And that would be no different than if I was meeting a woman here or any other country for that matter. But have you, have, have you had any bad experiences? I've had, I think, um, uh, in dating, yes. I, I think every man has had bad experiences with women, and I would imagine that many women have had a lot of bad experiences with men. And I find that in dating, you can have a bad experience regardless of the location. I think over in the Ukraine, you're probably prone to a bad experience because of cultural differences, um, possibly because of uh, miscommunication. Because so Give me an example. Uh, a good example would be just in the translation. Mm. They may view certain types of, of gestures as as different than you would here in the U.S. So like over there, they may say holding hands 
is not something that they may want to do right away, where here a woman may be a little bit more forward with me, yeah. or, or just in just the manner of communication. Um, here, for example, here's a perfect example. Over here, I'm going out with a girl. I meet a girl. We have a nice fun date, first date. And I go, hey, next date, why don't I pick up some food? I'll stop by your place, and we'll cook a meal. I bring some wine, and we'll have a nice time. And the girl's like, hey, that sounds nice. Over in, in, in the, um, where I was over here in Ukraine, uh, it was, it's not really viewed positively, uh, you know, with a woman after, mm. like, even the first date, hey, I want to come over to your place, let's cook. I mean, she took it more, a little bit negative, and I said, no, 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 that's not the way I meant it. So there's just little cultural differences that you have to work through, but that's normal. So now, I mean, I was given access to AnastasiaDate.com, the website. Yeah. And you go in, and, and you know you have all these pretty girls, and, and and you can choose the sort of demographic you want, so to speak. Yes. So when you go in, what do you start clicking on in terms of age, height, so on and so forth? Well, I'm I, I'm six three. I'm in great shape, so I don't want a woman that that is not in good shape that mm. doesn't you know go and work out. So I'm looking for some similarities that way. I'm looking for a woman that, you know, has graduated from a university um, and, and I can have a good, intelligent conversation with her. Now, if she speaks English, that's, that's even better, but it's not a requirement. Why, why so, is it not a requirement? Well, because learning English, a lot of, unlike American, because in America, most Americans, they, they don't grow up going, I need to learn another language. It's like, I'm just going to speak English, and that's what I'm going to speak. Mm. But in a lot of other countries, they grow up thinking, I need to speak English if I want to have a successful career or be more international, or I need to speak another language. So they grow up in school learning these languages you know, all the way from the first or second grade on. So many of the women that I meet, while they don't speak English, understand the language a little bit and mm. can pick it up fairly quickly. And learning English over there is not a very expensive uh, endeavor. What do your friends and family say about this pursuit of yours? Well, my friends, you know, it depends. Uh, from the, from the, on the male side, because I've got a bunch of guy friends that I hang out with, they're like, hey, it sounds really great. You know, go go find some uh, go find some uh, girl, nice, pretty girl, and um, have fun, um, and you know, do what you have to do. Um, and and from the from the women's side, you know, it's it's a little mixed. Some mm. women say, well, you can find a woman here, and I'm going, well, maybe yes, maybe no. I, at least from my experience, I like the cultural mindset of the women that I have found in the Ukraine, only because I've spent a lot of time there. Um, they're more family-oriented, more 50s, 60s, romantic type of endeavor. So, but some women say, you know, you can find love anywhere. So if you look in the Ukraine, you'll find it there. Um, and, you know, that's, that's what I'm doing. Well, you said that when you spoke to your female friends, that they said something about uh, you can find someone here. Right. But you also tell them the reasons why you don't like American women. Right. Now, uh, We've talked about the evolution of the American woman. Have they or have you got any thoughts on the evolution of the American man? Oh, absolutely. I think, and I, I think I use the word, if I can say it here, pussification. <laughs> I just think that 
a lot of American men stopped learning how to be a man in the 60s and 70s. And I think a lot of it has to do with some of the feminism and some of the feminists that are out in the world today. Mm -hmm. um, I think, and don't get me wrong, um, I like a strong woman, but it depends on your definition of feminist. Some of these women, you know, they go out of the way to prove that I can do everything that a man can do regardless that you're a male and I'm a female. But hold and it right there. We are talking about how the man has evolved, not how the woman has evolved. You've already told me that. Right. So from the man perspective, I think over the years, a lot of men here have kind of lost their, uh, they're a little bit confused in the dating world. Um, just from some of the men, that, some of my buddies that I've talked to, um, some of the guy friends that I hang out with. And these are guys that are successful men. You know, they've, they've got a great business, a great career. They may have been married and divorced, um, have children, but they're a little bit confused about it, you know. And, and we have these conversations over a beer. They say, you know, some of the women here, I just don't get them. You know, they want to be the man. They want to be um, the breadwinner. They want to do all that stuff. And I kind of like being the man. I like feeling like I am the man. And, and So you're saying men have become more subservient? I think in the U.S., just because of the culture, yes, they have. And, and also the other thing that just permeates the U.S. that really drives me crazy is this politically correct culture. Mm. You've got to say the political correct thing. The PC police are out. And they're just, they, they, you know, they drive me crazy. Um, you know, you just, it, so the, the minute you say something um, against a woman, she may just assume, hey, that's sexist, when it has nothing to do with that at all. You know, it's kind of like pulling um, the racism card or some of these others. Just too much PC crap going on, I think. Right. Anthony. Yes, Sip. How big is this dating industry, this online business? Well, the dating industry is in the several billions of dollars. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's, I think in the U.S. it's about $2.3 billion, and then when you include international online dating, then it's at least a couple of hundred million dollars more than that. So it's probably all in all about $3 billion or so. dollars. So do you find you have, on the international dating scene, because that's what you specialize in, are there a lot of clients like Preston who are sort of fed up? Yes, I, I would say that Preston is fairly typical. Uh, hmm. Certainly there's a wide range of clients that we have. Uh, but typically the, the kind of clients that we have are just like Preston, you know, successful, middle-aged uh, professionals hmm. who are making a very good income and who are highly educated. Well, here's the, I guess, how would I put it? The stigma that these dating sites have, you've given me the profile of the men, but the profile of the typical woman who sort of joins your site, is she maybe have a lower income, doesn't speak English? Uh, her motivation factor is, is to get the green card and a better way of life in the promised land. Well, that's certainly a stigma and a stereotype. Mm. And what we've found is that, uh, number one, it depends on the country. Mm. Uh, but number two, generally speaking, what we find is that the women are highly educated. They are really looking for love. And they're, they're, they're looking to be loved and desired. In a recent survey that we did of our female members, the number one reason 
answer by 40% of our female members was that I want to be loved. That's the reason for going on an international dating site. And But do they have to give a reason to come on the site? No, this was just, no, they don't. This was just something that we gleaned from research that we had done. We do periodic research with our members, both right. male and female, to find out various things, including what their motivations are for joining our site. So how many members does Anastasia Date have? We have over 20 million members. Wow. And, and, and how many men, how many women? It's approximately 60% or so male, so about 60-40. 60-40. And how do women find you to register on? Well, we do a lot of marketing and advertising mm-hmm. around the world. So in the case of Anastasia Date, which is one of our international online dating sites, we do um, a lot of advertising, whether it be billboards, uh, whether it be outreach from uh, local agencies mm-hmm. with whom we partner. Um, we do magazine advertising, newspaper advertising, billboards, as I mentioned before. So the word has definitely gotten out, and, and some of it, of course, is by word of mouth as well. So as more female members join and they tell their friends, and that's uh, a little bit also how it gets out. Here's, I, I went on the site, so you had sent me the, you know, the free profile and things like that. So it's a very well laid out site. But one thing I found that was interesting was it's only the women showcasing themselves. They want photographs of men where the women can go and then have a chat with the guy. Well, that's right. And different from U.S. domestic sites, Mm. we have a little bit different way because of the way that the... um this industry, or especially our site, started. Um, And that is, we have a different site where the women sign up, and they have the option to sign up in their local language. So for the men, they sign up in English, and they come from all over the world, and they sign up on AnastasiaDate.com. But the women sign up via a site called Svadba, which means uh, like wedding celebration in Russian. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, that is the portal by which all the women, or through, you know, through which the women go and view all the men's profiles. So what you've seen, VIP, on Anastasia Date, where the, the men are looking at all the women's profiles, mm-hmm. the women also have equal rights, if you will, on Svadba.com to look at all the men's profiles. So there's, there's very much this equality. It's just not uh, apparent when you go to Anastasia Date if you're a man. So, Preston, this question goes to you. Do you have you put your profile out there? Yes, I have. So, I mean, like, how many sort of hits do you get a day or a week? I get I get a number of hits. Um, I, I probably get oh gosh, um, I may get five, eight, ten a day, um, and. You know, I go through them, but I don't really. You know, I I, I quickly discard most of them. Um, and if I uh, see someone that's very very appealing to me, then um, I'll write her a letter or or send her a little note or something like that. But then you're still looking, obviously, right? Yeah, I, I am still out there. I am open to. I mean, do you have a, casual friends from this? Like when you go on a trip and then you meet them casually. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I've, I've I've met um, 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 friends uh, that that I spend time with. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met uh, a girl that that um, I really like. I'm spending time with, um, and we're taking our time. She's a very smart, intelligent, articulate woman. Um, got a good career for for her. 
Um, so we're spending time. So I'm, I'm, I'm going through that process now. Um, Anthony. Yes. As the chief marketing officer, what advice would you give to guys who are listening on the show if they were interested on your site? I mean, who are the sort of guys you want coming in to check uh, the ladies out there? Well, I think there are a couple pieces of advice. Number mm. one, if if a uh, if a guy is interested in meeting somebody who's special and he really wants to find a good relationship, he's, if he's looking for women who have, um, you know, maybe different values uh, from the American women or maybe the same as, as he has, it's very easy to search uh, for that right person abroad. So the way that they can best expand their dating possibilities is to also include women who are outside the U.S. So maybe that special person for them is not the girl next door. Maybe she's in another country. It's very easy to sign up. It really only takes less than 30 seconds on our site. And we have a very safe and secure platform so that um, it's very safe for both the men and women to communicate. So I would say if you're if somebody's really looking to expand their possibilities, mm. to look for romantic companionship even outside the U.S. And Preston, with you, I mean, what advice would you give for the challenges and 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 sort of the the sort of cautions one would take in in developing relationships with these ladies well uh, any any man my age middle age that you've got a career and you're and you you, you know you're you're happy with your life um uh, you're just looking for a lifelong partner. Mm. Um, I would highly encourage you not to go over there to say i want to the first woman I meet um, I'm going to uh, stay with her and fall in love with her and, and, and bring her back to the U.S. and show her around the United States. I, I would encourage most men to um, treat it like a date you would in the U.S. or anywhere near your home. I mean, you just you, you take your time and, and you get to know them and, and really understand what they're about and, and you know, look at their... their um, uh, lifestyle and and would it fit with yours? I mean, that, take your time is what I would highly encourage most men to do. But what you're engaging in is a very expensive proposition. I mean, you got to um, take the flight, book into a hotel, go on dinner dates, lunch dates. Is it not? Yes, it can. Yeah, it can. It can be uh, expensive. Um, it's it's certainly not for the uh, young guy who's just out of college who. Mm doesn't have any money. I mean, um, it, typically, I think, and Anthony may have said it, uh, you, you, you know, it attracts men that have a career, may have been married and divorced, may have a child or not, um, but they, they, they know what they want in their life. They know that they're, they're missing an element of their life. They're missing a partner. They want to find a loving woman um, that's going to be with them. So they may have the necessary financial resources to to meet up with women and, and, and do it this way. Anthony, how many guys on your site are divorced? Well, we don't have, we don't have that information in terms of our site. Mm. Um, but what we've done is we have gone out and done surveys of, amongst international dating site users mm. uh, and the men. And what we found is that men who are divorced account for about 20% or so. I would have thought it would have been higher for some reason. Just people who have been disappointed with their relationship and want to try something totally new, totally fresh. Well, I think that there are a lot of stereotypes around 
um, you know, who actually is on these sites. Uh, as you mentioned, a lot of the stigma has been that these are, you know, old, bald, uh, loser men, and, and nothing could be farther from the truth. Mm. So, so the idea that these are people who have kind of struck out once and, and have divorced and, and therefore uh, are now looking elsewhere, um, it doesn't seem to be the case in most cases. So as an organization, as, as a company, how do you deal with the stigmas like the mail-order bride and you have a bunch of desperate women and things like that, the green card grabbers? Right. Well, I think it's interviews uh, like this. There are also other places where I give speeches. I have discussions with people. I share research. We do a lot of uh, proactive public relations so that we can get the word out about what the reality is for international online dating. Mm-hmm. And really it's a case of educating people because there have been so many um, instances of stigma or stereotypes being propagated out there. So people have uh, a very skewed and inaccurate view of what's really going on with international online dating. Some of these online dating sites provide visa services to the girls. Do you do that? No, we don't do that. Our business is almost exclusively online, so we don't get in, into that business unless we're asked. We can, uh, you know, we can make a referral, mm-hmm. but really, that's not what we do. We're we're really an international online dating site. Um, in the case of men who may decide to go over to a country where we have a female member and. He'd like to meet her and have a date with her if there's any kind of concern mm-hmm. or if there's any kind of desire to have an interpreter present or for any reason have some help. We can always do that uh, per a member's request, but that's that's not really our, our main business for sure. Now, geographically, um, the guys who come to your site, which part of America are they coming from, the majority of them? They're coming literally from all across the country, and we've actually, just for advertising purposes, tried to see if there may be certain pockets where there is a greater density of men so that we can advertise more heavily in that area. Mm. And, and actually, from the statistics that we have, what we found is that it's, it very, uh, very heavily corresponds with the population density. Right, so we have more members in New York, in New York City, for example, than we do in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, just because of the population difference. But it's really spread out across all 50 states um, in the U.S. You see, there again, it defies the stereotype because I was thinking that you'd have a whole bunch of guys in the Midwest going for this online international dating. No, it actually goes <laughs> goes across the U.S. I mean, mm. certainly, certainly, we have. Um, people who m- more heavily use it sometimes from places that are less heavily uh, populated just because there may be fewer instances or possibilities to meet uh, the women that they desire. So those tend to be a little bit more what I would call heavy users of our site. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the actual numbers of men, it's, it's very evenly distributed. Preston. Yes. I dare you. And the dare is, what's been the worst experience you've had online? Um, well, I've had, um, I, 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 I chatted with this, this girl, and um, she seemed like a very nice girl, and we mm-hmm. had numerous chats. And it just so happened the timing was that I was going to be going over to um, the Ukraine um, within two weeks. So... She said, hey, that's great. Let's get together. So we met, and but where we met, it was in a small 
town mm-hmm. just north of Odessa. So, I, and I didn't have any problem with it. I knew my way around the Ukraine uh, just from business reasons, so I was able to go there. Whereas, you know, most guys may not know where this place was. So I went there, and um, on our very first date, uh, we're together, and she didn't speak any English. She had a translator. I, I noticed that wherever we went, you know, I, I was just she wanted to buy this, buy that. And and I I was getting the impression that this woman really doesn't really get out very much, and she just wanted to go out and have me spend a lot of money on her, and that was the extent of the uh, the visit uh, mm. with her. And we we were walking by this store, and <clears throat> she pointed to the, it was it was a little, it was a chilly afternoon, and she pointed to this leather jacket in the um, uh, in the window there, and she said <laughs> uh, she had her translator say, "Is it okay if we go in and look around?" And mm. I could just you know I could feel the hair on the back of my neck starting to go up, mm. and, and and but I I wanted to just kind of entertain her because I wanted to see how far she'd push it. Um, and I said, sure, why not? So we went in there, and I'm sure she was thinking, oh, this guy's going to buy me a leather jacket. She tried on this leather jacket, which was quite expensive. And um, even if it wasn't, that wasn't the point. Right. And then she wanted me to buy it for her, and then I, I, I told her no. Um, it was just That's not why I'm here. So that was probably it, – it was really comical for me because, you know, when I go over there um, it, – it's and, and that would be the same, by the way, if it was an American woman here where – um, and I've and believe me, I've 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 had some dates with American women where, you know, they're just some of them are very narcissistic. And mm-hmm. I've done some work in the media, and I've hung out with you know we were doing some media work with um, uh, some very attractive people in, in the modeling side, and they're just very narcissistic, and they just assume that hey, you know, you're going to buy this for me, you know, and if not, okay, well then I'll you know, I'll go elsewhere. So I just I kind of laugh at that, you know, and and just chuckle. So that was. One of my um, uh, crazy experiences there where, and, and I've had that happen, you know, not a lot, but just a few times. So it's something that comes with the territory, so to speak. Yeah, it comes with uh, the territory. But, you know, uh, just a But have, a, you, have you ever broken any hearts because all these girls will come and with your magnetic personality and say, you know, oh, Preston, I love you, marry me? I've had um, a couple of women mm. that... I know we're sincere. I know they've got a very big heart. Right. Um, and they're good women. I mean, they're really good women. And I hate to hurt people, just like I don't like to be hurt myself, because I'm not over there to be a, you know, a, a, a prick. So um, I really want to find someone. And, and I've, I've had to tell them, no, we're just not going to work out. And they would write me back and continue to try and uh, build something, and I just said, you know, it's just it's just not going to work. I, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't feel it. So I've had to say no on several occasions. Mm. And Anthony, when how do you see Anastasia date growing? Well, Are you going to diversify into other? Because you also do Asia date, right? Yes, Asian date with an N. Yeah, you, you're not yes. doing African date. We actually have a site called Africa Beauties. Uh, we also have uh, a few more sites. Mm. One is Ama Latina for women uh, who are located in Latin America. And then we just last year started up Arabian Date. Here's a question, women. though. Here's a, why don't you put everything into one? And then you can just go and, 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 you know, when you sort of go select what the girl should look like, you can also have like country and things like that and put all into one. 
Well, we might have something up our sleeve in the next short while, but okay. the, the but the way that the original site grew it was based on um, meeting women in Europe. So it was very geographically focused, and that was how the brand developed. Hmm. So when we decided to diversify and go into other regions, you know, Anastasia Date was known because it's been around for 22 years since 1993. It was known as a place to meet women from Europe. So we, we didn't feel comfortable, for example, when we started Asian Date, which was our next site, putting the Asian women on there. So we started a, a new geographic site, and that's how it's developed. So do you get feedback from members who've succeeded in Anastasia Date saying they're married now and they're very happy and things like that? We do. We do, in fact. So then do you take them off the database? Well, usually they, what happens is they take themselves out of the database, mm-hmm. and then they write to us and they say, hey, you know, thanks so much. Uh, I found my special somebody. I decided to end my membership. Thank you very much. And, and sometimes they tell us a little bit more mm-hmm. about themselves. And, uh, for example, just a few months ago we heard about a success story, a man uh, who at the time was living in Ohio. His name was Josh mm-hmm. in his mid-30s. He met a woman from Russia. And uh, her name was Kate. And they met, uh, had dated for a number of months, and, and w- they were on our site as well and decided to get married. And so not only <coughs> excuse me, not only did we uh, chat with them, we actually uh, brought them in, talked to them, and met them, and, and spent a few days with them. So uh, it was really interesting hearing about their experiences. And we do hear quite a number of those, mm. although I just want to make sure that it's clear. So we're not, uh, we're not a, a marriage agency. We know that different people have different motivations for coming on the site. Basically, the categories are, you know, there are the people who want to get married, but there are also people who want to have a serious relationship but not necessarily get married, Um, people who want to have that human connection, that human warmth. Mm -hmm. And the last category is people who want to come on the site and just have kind of the entertainment, flirtation, escape aspect. So we're very result-neutral. We just want people to have a good experience. And And let them use their own common sense, so to speak. Sure, but also we just help them get to the place and the end result that they'd like to have. So do you have any crazy stories where guys or the girls come to you and say, we want our money back because I couldn't find anyone or the one I wanted didn't speak English and things like that, even though they know that not everyone's going to speak English? Well, certainly our customer service every once in a while gets those kinds of calls, and I'm, cer- I'm certain that U.S. Dating, uh, US dating sites get the same every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Certainly there are no guarantees, just like in, you know, in, whether it's online, whether it's offline dating. We don't promise any kind of success and except the, the idea that you are going to have the opportunity on our site to meet many, many tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of beautiful, interesting, caring, educated women. And if there is a match, if there's, if, you know, if that happens, then that's great. But we can't guarantee that there's going to be a match or a love made in heaven or whatever. And how many women come onto your site on, on a daily basis? I mean, new, new members? Well, right now we're averaging around 10,000 or so worldwide. and uh, 10,000, what, every week? No, we're, we're averaging around 10,000. Well, it's about it's about every few days. I think it's around, it could be almost every, every yes, about every seven days. It's about 10,000, yes. And just to be clear, it's men from all around the world, and then we have women, of course, in Europe. But, yes, we have a large number joining every week. Wow. Well, thank you guys so much. I mean, how, how uh, if, if our listeners wanted to sort of get in touch, what, what are the websites they need to look at? 
Well, certainly the one that we've been talking mostly about has been uh, about Anastasia Date, and they can go to AnastasiaDate.com. Like I said before, it takes less than 20 seconds to sign up. First name, email address, and, and put a password, mm-hmm. and you're What's in. What's the next you. site? Next site is AsianDate.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other ones I mentioned were amalatina.com, africabeauties.com, and arabiandate.com. Well, Anthony, thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you, Vip. Thanks for having Preston, me. Preston, you were great. Thank you for sharing your beliefs. Thank you, Vip. I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. A special shout-out of thanks to my dream team, William Sanchez and Rick Buso. Your comments and your followers are so very welcome on my Twitter account and my Facebook page. I'll be back next Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Until then, have a productive and a very happy week ahead.